Welcome to the Locals Lounge. Join us as we dive deeper into uh, the nuggets of wisdom we barely touched upon in the official pod. We have the time, the space, the room, the air to breathe to really uh, delve into some of these topics. Joining us once again, Kevin Joseph and John Cross. Kevin, how are you doing tonight? I know we just talked, but... Yep. Yeah, happy with the win <laughs> on Saturday. Got myself a beverage in between uh, videos here, so let's go. John, how are you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was supposed to jump in well, there or it's, for you. It's, think about it this way. It's two podcasts. So like we I, I feel like even though we are continuing a conversation we just wrapped up, you know, somebody not consuming this live might be coming in blind and who is who is this with the fantastic voice john cross introduce yourself thank you i am john cross as you said and i am producing a bunch of the shows here (laughs) and tonight i'm drinking water (laughs) john is the the busiest man on on bum tv that's that's for sure so we do have a correction to make um, something that rarely happens, but sometimes it does happen. Uh, we did put out some incorrect information in the last podcast. Um, we don't want people operating on any false pretenses or getting the wrong idea about things. Um, but the bum Instagram account is bum the local, not bum the dog. That was my mistake, and for that, I do apologize, but please uh, still go. You know what? If there's a bum the dog, follow them too, but for for us, <laughs> bum the local, follow bum the local, all right, on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. I also meant to shout out and, and forgot to um, Cesar Hernandez from ESPN. Uh, Cesar is a San Diego guy he is a reporter he covers liga mx for uh, espn he covered the world cup and he wrote a great story about usl soccer uh published today on espn.com um and basically what caesar does is he uh introduces usl as kind of a proving ground for international stars he 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 draws the connection between Liverpool, Barcelona, uh, Club America, San Diego Loyal, and 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 Charleston uh, Battery, right? All teams that have players playing in the recent Concacaf U seventeen tournament, um, and many of those internationals uh, are likely going to earn spots on their respective uh, countries' teams for the twenty twenty six World Cup cycle. So, lots of international talent in USL, and uh, you know Caesar just does a really good job in uh, kind of looking at the league at, from the like North American soccer perspective. You know, it is not it's not second division because we don't have pro rel. Uh, he calls it a de facto second division, but yeah, you know it's a pro league in its own right, which all of us know. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a great read. A uh, good introduction to the USL if you're a little on the fence about it or you don't want to uh, get into quote unquote minor league sports. Um, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you that it is not a minor league. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but uh, you know, Caesar does a great job talking about the league and I just wanted to give him uh, a shout out and, and point people to his story. I, I did not get a chance to read that yet since it just came out today. And I think I found it for anybody who's watching. You'll have to help let me know if this is the correct article here. Yep, that's it. The headline is yeah. USL enters new era of developing the next generation of U.S. Mexico talent. All right. I look forward to looking at that. Yeah, it's really interesting to see this kind of thing. I, I go way back. I am old, both just in general as well as in uh, U.S. soccer terms, uh, you know, I, I've talked people's ears off mostly while drinking about my previous time in Minnesota. And I go back to the old USL First Division and in the NASL before Minnesota United became an MLS team. Long story short, I've been through the ringer with the uh, second division stuff. And uh, it is amazing to be now, you know, getting a chance to see it all again with Loyal. Um, the leaps and bounds this league has, how far it's come. Um, you know, you've got these player, these types of players, you know, getting into the youth setup uh, for the U.S. national team. You've got all these players playing on senior national teams in various places in the world. Um, and you've got, you know, a lot of stability in the league now that you just didn't get in the older days. Lots of teams fold after half a season, let alone one season. So uh, the strides that USL has taken in the last five plus years is amazing. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I mean, really has made a huge, huge strides forwards in the last few years. Uh, you know, and it's, it's just such a, a fun league um, when especially when you compare it to MLS, which has more rigidity, has boring kits, it has boring team names. Um, and then you get to USL and you have, uh, you have a lot more creativity, you have more expression, um, and you have great competition. You have hungry, hungry players. You have young players, players with a lot of talent, a lot of promise. Um, and uh, let me tell you, uh, it's a it's affordable like i can afford to go to every single loyal match i can afford to take my family to every single loyal match if we were you know going even going to wave like i, I could not afford to do that you know if it was an mls team i could not afford to do that so um i, I really enjoy the uh practicality of supporting the league and then just you know it's not like you're getting less for your money you're getting more because um the competition is great the atmosphere is incredible um and you get to interact with these players you get to talk with them uh there was a picture uh, on on twitter of i think there was like seven eight nine players um long after the game ended that were just standing in front of fans uh signing anything and everything uh, put in front of them and and taking pictures with fans and you just don't get that at the the higher levels yeah i agree it, it is a totally different experience speaking of the fan experience we teased it a little bit in the main show but um 
the fan experience in USL is very interesting. Um, I think we've experienced this to greater and lesser degrees with some of our encounters with uh, the team from the state next to us. Um, they have come into our stadium and been not so cool. Um, they have, uh, you know, they're everything. I think the online back and forth is kind of to be expected. Um, they did have a, a pretty decent sign in their stadium last season. Um, I will admit, uh, you know, give them their points when it's due. Um, it didn't stop Alejandro Guido from getting a, uh, an incredible game winning goal uh, right in front of that sign, which well, made it all the better. Um, but we did have this, and I think it's still probably ongoing on Twitter with, with Detroit, a team that is in uh, their second year in USL. They were here last year, right? Yeah. Um, so they, um, you know, my my perspective, right? Um, and I'm not, I did not start the supporters group. I'm not on leadership of the supporters group. I mean, I mean I'm in another supporters group, and I do a lot of stuff with them too. Like, I'm not, you know, speaking for the group or, or anything like that. But my thinking is like, if you are trying to build something or grow something or, or, or like uh, expand your community, your soccer community locally, like that's what the supporter group does. Like, I don't know if just getting on Twitter and uh, like just going at like each team that you're play your each team that your team is about to play and just going at their supporters is uh I mean, maybe. I mean, is, do we do that? I haven't seen um, a lot of that. Well, I, I, I think it's. I mean, I think it's easy sometimes to really simplify it, like this supporter group and that supporter group. But I think supporter groups, in and of themselves, are are a bit complex because we we certainly have people who engaged with Detroit online with the Northern Guard, and we have a whole bunch of people who didn't. Right. I'm one of those people who just that's just not my thing. And for some people, that is their thing. I also, for me, try to be very careful to not label an entire supporter group based on a couple of vocal people. I think every supporter group can have those people who can be very aggressive. Um, I, I've met people from um, Phoenix, especially and when they come over and talked with people and you know, a totally different take than maybe some of the people who maybe from our perspective are giving more toxic stuff online. But I think for some people that is, you know, while it's not fun for me, I think some people find that fun, you know, that the baiting to see if you can needle someone to see if you can get a reaction out of them. And I, I don't think everybody in every supporter group is like that. But I do think there's key people sometimes and some different supporters get uh, kind of a rep, you know? And, and I think we, we feel that way sometimes from, you know, we, we got a taste of, of the Northern Guard a little bit. And I, I, I chuckled at quite a bit of their stuff. They're, they had some things going, but it wasn't, I'm just not the type of person who, who would respond back to any of that, you know? And I think Phoenix has had some, some, some good digs at times, uh, but the I also think some people, great. some people go, go to me, go too far. But again, 
I don't speak for the supporter group, just like Andrew said as well. These are just my personal feelings. And I, I am of the mind, the reason, one of the big reasons I don't engage is, as I tell people all the time, I want to direct all my energy towards my team. So that stuff doesn't interest me. I'll read it, I'll look at it, I'll chuckle, but I really like to focus my attention on my team always during the match, away from the match, highlighting the positive stuff. Um, and, and just before I wrap up my little piece here, um, I, I have always, I, while we had an interaction with them this week, I have always personally held uh, a lot of respect for what they've done in Detroit City. I mean, that, that is quite a story, a really, you know, a supporter-built club and what they've done i know we we gave them some digs in the pod last time and, and kind of you know just yeah just getting promoted from ayso back. uh eventually yeah, yeah. getting to the, the usl <laughs> that's but, an incredible accomplishment but to to go from you know the mpsl and then carry it on to nisa and and they won the championship twice and then to go and compete successfully in usl i, I think there's a great story there and I think they, as a supporter group, have built up a culture of, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, assholery. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, that, that's their shtick. That, that's the thing they do. They, they go already as soon as the game was over with us, they've pivoted towards El Paso and they're, and they're going after them. That's, that's what at least some people do from that group. And, you know, I'm not going to tell another supporter group how to be supporters, but that's, that's what they do. That's not the way I would do it. And I'm, I like what we do in our group, but that's just, you know, maybe it's a San Diego thing versus the Detroit thing. I don't know. Um, but I, I don't, I, I don't want to sit here and, and tell any supporter group or supporter you're doing it wrong. Um, I, I think there's lots of room for lots of people. And I personally don't mind the banter when it's, when it doesn't cross the line to me always banter is between friends so i'd like to have that friendly relationship with a supporter group and have that banter where we can go at each other as we lead up to the game and we can you know for 90 minutes during the game to go on chris walker from the black diamonds his i'll paraphrase because i can't remember the exact phrasing but you know we're competitors in the seats and friends on the streets I'd love to meet with more supporter groups and have a beer with them. I wish some of the Northern Guard would have come to the parking lot. I don't know if any did. I didn't see anybody. Uh, maybe they were doing their own thing. Um, but I'd love to get to, I like to get to know people. So I, I would, and the more I know them, like I can joke with my friends in ways I don't joke with strangers. So I don't mind the banter when, when we all kind of know each other. But when you don't know each other and strangers, then it just feels like being an asshole. Right. Yeah. And to me, yeah, it's it's also there's not a history between our clubs of, you know, never never played before. It's kind of like you're trying to create something artificially that wasn't there organically. Kevin, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I was going to kind of piggyback on what John said, especially uh, you know, get together and drink together. Uh, you know, um, previous uh, groups I've been in, kind of on my own, kind of developed what we we like to call drink ninety drink, which is let's get together and drink together. Let's hate each other's scenes for 90 minutes. And then let's get together and drink again. Well, let's, let's get into I want to learn a little bit about you, man. Tell me what other groups were you were you in? 
So if we go back, I started going to games in Minnesota in 2005. Like, there's a whole long story about how I got there. But like, uh, do once... they always have to thaw the field out before the game? How does soccer <laughs> oh, work in Minnesota? Oh, it's been worse. It's been worse. Uh, I don't know if you saw any. Do of they the take the hockey weekend, rink off like... the field? Like they have to? Is it one piece of ice, or do they? <laughs> Look, they've got an amazing stadium now that I saw the highlights from this weekend when they played uh, Red Bulls and there was snow on the field and all that. But it would have been so much worse. It used to be in the old USL days. We wouldn't get that. They'd start the league in like April. We wouldn't get a home game until May. Like it just wouldn't happen. Oh. And then all the home games are in the, the dead of the summer um, because nobody wants to come that way uh, in the early part. Uh, yeah, so you know, I have traveled around quite a bit, uh, Minnesota away games over the years, and uh, oftentimes I was the only away fan, like in those old USLAs. One, nobody was near us, (laughs) like, I think at one point, the closest team to Minnesota in the league they're playing in, I think in NASL, was Atlanta. So but I'm one of those people that loves to travel to the away games. So, and I'd be the only one. And most groups are like, come drink with us. Like come tailgate with us. Uh, so well, I have... felt bad for you. You're like the only guy in the other team. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Hey man, come on, come on, bro. Come on. We got you. And, and it never hurts it. <laughs> like we've never really had a natural rivalry. Like you had some, the Cascadia teams when they were in uh, the lower divisions, but even like we did this weird, crazy road trip in 07. Uh, over the course of four days, they played in Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver. Three games in four days. It was brutal. But a group of us went to all of them. And all of those supporter groups were like, here's what we drink beforehand. Here's what we drink after. Like, come join us. So there are definitely groups out there. There are some that don't get it. But I think for the most part, people get it. Yeah, yeah, that's mostly been our experience too with groups that have come through here. When we went to LA Galaxy in the Open Cup, we had a a lot of fun with uh, the Galaxy group um, beers before and after the game uh, because they do it right at the stadium. So it was really cool. (laughs) And they were really cool with us. And it wasn't wasn't weird at all. It was very fun. which is kind of what you want to see. And I, I think we've, uh, you know, there's been times, I think it was, I think it was Phoenix that uh, last season or the season before where we'd invited them to the parking lot and they like rolled in on their bus and literally just stayed on their bus instead of like <laughs> coming and drinking, like whatever, you know, but uh, that's fine. Cause you know, we have a lot of fun uh, kicking their asses um, every time we play, so yeah, makes it all the all the better. <laughs> <laughs> the close rivalries are always a little different. Like you know, when I've been to some places, like you know, I was in Houston with friends who are part of Texian Army there, and like I tailgated with them, no problem. But if it were Tech, if it were Dallas, they they wouldn't party together. Yeah, it's always a mm. little different when you've got a good rivalry in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Phoenix and San Diego is definitely a good rivalry so far. Yeah, yeah. As long as they, uh, you know, you know, just I just wish they'd move over. Like, go to the right lane. Like, why are you <laughs> on the, in the left lane? Uh, see, and when I you have go, that complaint about Californians when too. When you go to so. Arizona, it's the same thing. You drive in Phoenix, and and you think. 
oh, I'm in the fast lane. No, no, you're not. You're you're in the speed limit lane because that's to them. I feel like the speed limit is speeding. Like <laughs> they are speeding if they're going the speed limit, and then they come, they bring that over here, and it don't, it don't work. I don't know. Years ago, I drove in Phoenix on their uh, loop. And yeah, you had like some people driving kind of slow, and you also had the people doing like 90. It's crazy. <laughs> so, what are your guys' thoughts then for? banter overall i gave mine i don't know i feel like uh you know i for me it's it's a one and done type of thing like i'm not going to get into a back and forth with anybody uh for the most part um especially on twitter like you don't win you lose by playing the only way you win is my not to play. So um, you, you, I'm a big fan of the uh, war games, the quote, the quote, the quote <laughs> tweet and, and, and the quote t- tweet and forget it. Like you, you say your piece and you move on. You don't, you don't respond to anybody. You don't get into it. Um, uh, I don't like responding to other people. I would rather either quote tweet or, or do the screenshot and, and, and say what I've got to say, because, you know, that's kind of how I use my Twitter account. I don't uh, like to respond, and uh, I don't. I don't want to be a reply guy. I don't want to be somebody that like replies too much. You, you really got to be careful uh, because the thing about, especially this app that's really pretty broken at the moment, um, is that when you reply to somebody, people who follow you. Sometimes your reply will go into their feed. So, like, if you have a lot of people following you uh, for reasons other than soccer banter, and you start <laughs> you start replying to like soccer uh, arguments and stuff, you know, maybe it doesn't reflect well on you and your your professional <laughs> career. <Why>? So. <laughs> <laughs> more and, and let's all remember the internet never forgets yeah yeah <laughs> but i do so, think it's i'm a big fan of the like the like and the um and the group the group dm and and sharing stuff in the in the discord um because that's that's more or less where you're actually going to get people's like underbridge thoughts on things and, and real opinions So I, I'm curious for either of you, what, um, like we're getting ready to play Phoenix. Historically, there's been, again, to use some people's language, some toxic back and forth. I think both sides, you know, not, I wouldn't say it's one-sided. Someone may start something and then it gets, gets you know, heated both directions. What, what are your thoughts generally on that as, a, as an engagement between supporter groups? You go first, Kevin. <laughs> I pay it no mind, really. Um, unless they want to talk things that are out of bounds, then uh, I don't really care. All I care is that Loyal beats them on Sunday. Andrew? 
I was muted. But I mean, so uh, the, my thoughts, and it kind of says it all about their supporter group, is they're not in the uh, kind of the national organization that kind of uh, sets kind of the rules and standards for supporters groups. They've chosen not to join it. I think it's the ICC or the ISC. Yeah. ISC. There you go. Uh, they've chosen not to join it. And that kind of says all that needs to be said uh, about their, their SG. And there you go. Why? Well, I, I mean, I don't know how many of you know this. I don't know if Marklin still does it, but one definitely in, I guess it was the first big season we were back in the stadium. Marklin usually made a point every home match to go find a supporter and buy them a beer. What, what are your thoughts about that? Good thing I to can do. barely afford, do afford to buy my own beers. I mean, <laughs> beers are what, twelve, thirteen dollars in the stadium. True. Like, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. uh, sorry, sorry, Phoenix. Buy your own beer. <laughs> I, I like the uh, I like the idea though. I like the sentiment there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've already said I I will always drink with uh, other soccer fans as long as. Uh, you know, they understand that it's all it's all just soccer. It's all just people. It, it was fun when we were in Vegas uh, in 2021. Uh, we the tailgate was like on the lawn at the stadium. There wasn't really a tailgate, um, but their SG was right there. And like we went and traded some San Diego beers for some v Vegas beers. And, you know, there was some scarf trading and it was very, you know, they were kind of. You know they're you know they're soccer fans and they're kind of put upon by their ownership who wants to this Vegas spectacle of a of a of a soccer experience that is kind of <laughs> outside of what most soccer fans expect from a, a game day and you know they had to deal with all that crap with their club like being part of LFC right. and and all of the stuff and it's like you know we're not gonna dump on these people or or, or start slinging arrows on twitter about their scrub team or something like, like it just seems it just seems crappy to like do stuff like that whenever like you have to understand what these you know these fans are, are enduring from their ownership um so but like you know that's vegas phoenix is different Right. I mean, we're all second division U.S. soccer fans. Like, we are a pathetic kind of lot as you look at the big picture. <laughs> and let's all be that pathetic together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, Nick is talking about uh, having positive interactions with, uh, with Phoenix fans. Um, yeah, I don't think for me, it's just fun. Like, like I don't like personally, or like, I don't have a reason to really dislike their group or, or anybody in their group. Like I really don't like, I just, I oppose Phoenix, like in the grand scheme of like human civilization, like it shouldn't <laughs> exist. It should not be a city in that Valley. It shouldn't be there. It shouldn't exist yet it does like i just i can't get over it and so my opposition is based just on like this you know uh, uh this this historic 
human existence scale, right? Like, you know, whenever, you know, when the Sumerians, when, when Mesopotamia, you know, that used to be a very different climate, you know, and, and when the climate changed, you know, the, you know, these civilizations, uh, they migrated out of there, right? They change and stuff. Um, you, you don't go into uh, an inhospitable climate and like start a civilization. Like it doesn't make sense. And uh, so, yeah, just, I'm just opposed to Phoenix as an idea, as a con conceptually. So um, yours, yours runs deeper and carries over to the team. It's also because it also comes from the NBA. Um, so the team from my hometown, uh, they used to play the team from Phoenix in the playoffs. And one year, one year, um, you know, our team was better than Phoenix. Well, we always were better than Phoenix. But one year, Phoenix had this little Canadian guy, and he fell into the scorer's table <laughs> in a playoff game, and a bunch of their undisciplined uh, players lost their minds and left the bench and ended up getting suspended in a playoff game. And so I'm a veteran of the uh, ESPN message boards from way back, like, they used to have message boards and before there was Twitter banter before there was Facebook banner. Um, you could find me don't know my name, but you could find me on the message boards um, engaging with the fan group from Phoenix. And uh, yeah, it, that experience really soured me on a lot of their sports fans because uh, mm -hmm. for years, years, even today, it's been, a lot of years that was 2006 2005 2007 it was 2007 definitely 2007 because we won the championship against lebron james um and uh yeah they uh for for over a decade they have wanted to argue online about that playoff series and um the fact is is that they had their whole team back in that series and they still lost so yeah, if you were better you would have won <laughs> but i'm sorry so my thing with phoenix you know it goes back mesopotamia it runs much deeper the 2007 playoffs boom that's <laughs> that's the history <laughs> all right kevin do you do you have a team an opposing team that you loathe i don't know how else to phrase it that you really dislike um if we're putting it in usl terms i haven't really developed in current usl i haven't really developed a loathe team i mean phoenix fine um but it's not say the level if we go back a number of years in my own uh lower division rivalries uh what aside before i say this what uh like mpaa rating are we giving this podcast by the way oh this is the uh, lounge baby yeah this oh is okay goes let it, let in the lounge. Lounge. no no so so the evergreen the hashtag that we'll use for the rest of time is fuck the cosmos ah yeah i i it's interesting because i i don't think for me I have any sport organization anything that I I hate that I loathe fan group anything 
I just, I don't know. I think my family would say, cause I couldn't be bothered. I could, I can't spend the energy <laughs> on that. That's the same thing I said before. It's just, I, I just, I can't expend the energy for that. I, and probably the worst thing that I, I guess for me, rather than spewing hatred or engaging people in toxic conversations, I, for me, it's just ignore, right? I just, just don't pay attention. That that's my thing. It's like it, and, and I don't necessarily mean it in an offensive, bad way, but most other teams in the USL, other than I can appreciate things that they've done or that I see, they don't come across my radar that much, even, even in the matches. And I, you know, I love meeting new supporters. I love going out. I love like, especially the New Mexico group and, you know, got a lot of people from the Oakland supporter group. Um, I, I like supporters that bring a large supporting group into our stadium. I think it helps raise the atmosphere. Again, as long as it doesn't, you know, things, you know, you don't get shenanigans happening. But if you got a, a group that's just cheering for their team and you're cheering for your team, I think it just, it elevates the play on the field. It's better. It, it raises the yeah. atmosphere. It, it makes everything more fun. I, I really hate looking over to our away section and there's two fans over there. You know, I, I and sometimes you're just not going to get people who are able to travel. But I, I, and again, maybe it's just me and who I am, but I like to go out of my way to meet other groups and other people to see what they're doing. And, you know, I'll do a quick plug. I mean, it's something Jason and I have talked about. We want to do another show where we do some interviews and interview some different supporter groups in, in a, in a way to kind of ask them, like, how'd you become a group? Where, what do you do in the community? Like, what are the hurdles you have to overcome? Like, so we can learn from each other and grow. And I know, Andrew, we've had these conversations recently about maybe going outside of the USL, maybe talking to some MLS supporter groups and having some of those conversations. I, I, I like the human side of it. So I think the, the toxic part just, just kind of turns me off and I ignore it for those. I've I, just, got a, I just don't have the energy. I've got I've to recognize a comment from the chat because Alicia is calling yes. me out on my hypocrisy. Um, I don't know, John, if you see that comment. Um, yeah. She's talking about Southern California and our aqueducts. Um, ah, so okay. Two things about <laughs> this is, one, okay, I'm not from Southern California. So like many people who live here, I'm not from here. So it gives me a little bit of room to, to talk on this issue. And two, um, that's LA. I know we get our water too, but the point is, is that we're good. Okay. <laughs> They're bad. They're bad. <laughs> I mean, I have been to Phoenix. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the difference don't call me out on 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 flaws in my logic or my reasoning <laughs> we are the good guys they are the bad guys <laughs> this all falls apart if you start analyzing it at that level <laughs> You know, looking at that chat, uh, I am not originally from San Diego by any stretch, but I think Jason does make a good point of someone who needs to be hated uh, in perpetuity at this point is uh, Deeds Spanos. Yeah, see, and I can't even get bothered for that. It's too much energy. 
I know like I, I'm not really feel. an NFL fan. I, yeah, I didn't follow the Chargers really, even though they were still here when I moved here. But you know, I enjoyed those years that they played in Carson, and the Galaxy continually outdrew them. Like I just enjoy <laughs> that kind of of uh, hubris getting smacked back. You you can certainly appreciate that. Absolutely. Oh, what I don't but I, I think is... my. No, I'm sorry, John. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say my. I think my thing with Dean Spanos is I I disassociated myself from the Chargers and the NFL before that really turned sour and they left. I, I was pretty much when Junior Seau died. I was a huge Charger fan. And then, you know, the concussion stuff. And then after he died, I couldn't watch a football game after that. I'd watch a football game. I'd see people get hit. And it just, I would cringe. And I I just kind of walked away from the game. Um, I've always been a soccer fan, but then it really helped me channel more of my energy into my soccer fandom. Um, so when they left, I, I had already kind of, you know, I, I was done with the NFL. Um, so that, that probably contributes to my apathy, but that's so funny. You know, I, that's, that's, that's where you can show I, I, maybe my hatred is it's my apathy. Yeah. Around that time, I think it was 2013, um, uh, I read this book. It's called Against Football, and it's like the moral case against cheering uh, for the NFL or, or, you know, being a football fan. Um, it's by a guy named Steve Almond. He used to host a, a radio show on public radio, and uh, it was really interesting um, reading his book and kind of. So I used to be like a big, big, huge like cowboy fan. Like I used to have the Cowboys fat head, and I have. I, I still have like autographed like memorabilia that I haven't been able to, I've been putting it on eBay. I haven't got rid of all of it yet, but like I took my baby uh, when he was like less than a year old to a Cowboys training camp uh, at the Alamodome one year. Like there's pictures of me in my Jersey pushing the stroller with like an infant, like just crazy stuff. And then, um, when we really started to learn about uh, subconcussive hits and uh, CTE, and when all of this uh, data started coming out, um, the book League of Denial, uh, I think, followed Steve Almond, Steve Almond's book, or it might have been before, but um, you know, all of that stuff kind of came to a head. And I was already living in California, and so it was a little easier for me to give up my football, but. I, I, I gave it up. I dropped it completely. I stopped watching games. I stopped following the leagues. Um, I used to be a big college football fan too. And just, I just dropped it. Um, you know, in the last few years, like I'll watch a game when I was at San Diego state, I did go to a few games. Um, but I, 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 I did watch the super bowl this year, which was like the second super bowl I've watched in 10 years. Like I just don't, engage with the sport at all anymore uh, and that's that kind of that moral uh the moral issues with um concussions for me it was really the ray rice when he just got on video um knocking out his girlfriend in the elevator and the league had covered it up until the video got out like i was that i was just disgusted that they would cover for something that violent and and awful uh truly criminal um so yeah yeah same John and and about the same time where I quit caring about football, right. I was happy. I was happy to see the Chargers leave. Um, I don't feel like 
the uh, the city should subsidize a billion dollar industry. Um, I'm glad we didn't build them a stadium, and I'm glad that they went up up the highway and couldn't draw any fans. Um, I don't understand locals who continue to, to cheer for the Chargers, but you know what I mean. We're all sports fans. Like I cannot judge uh, judge fans for their irrational acts because like we're all irrational. Right. Part of being a sports fan, right? That's fair. I still judge, but that's fair. Right. (laughs) Nick is saying rugby is a better sport. Yeah, well, we do have a team. I mean, frankly, the Chargers leaving did open the door for a lot of things to really start to grow and flourish. Has anybody ever figured out, like, uh, how to, like, what's going on in a rugby match. I, 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 I've, I've seen rugby being played. And I, I don't think anybody really understands what's happening on, on the field. Even like the players sometimes, like sometimes they get tackled or they just get up and go again. Like, and they're all, everybody's kind of like on the field, like, yeah, yeah, that feels right. Like that feels like. <laughs> I <laughs> have hesitate. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I have friends who are actually Legion season ticket holders. Uh, they are huge into rugby, and I've gone a couple of times with them at Torero. Uh, one time in a massive freaking downpour. Um, but, uh, you know, I kept bombarding them with questions because, you know, I understood the basics. Um, you know, it's, it's not that They're difficult. messing with you, man. They don't know either. I'm telling you, <laughs> they're messing with you. I mean, the they one guy used to referee rugby, so I, I think he. Uh, oh yeah, that's called a that's called a uh, that's called a scrum. It, it's a thing. Uh, <laughs> it happens on the <clears throat> on the uh, the third. Uh, the scrum boy, is, boy, I boy. swear, hey, possibly like the most ridiculous. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to take that back. It's possibly <laughs> the second most ridiculous way to restart any game, any sport. Outside of and within rugby, actually, the line out. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they throw it in from the sideline. They have to like throw it over their heads, and their teammates are like picking up their other teammates to get the ball while the other team is also trying to do the same thing. I support that in, in, in soccer. I feel like you should be able to. Like give a guy a boost to get a header. Like let him run and just pick him up. Like on a corner kick. Throw. Yeah, just let throw him, him towards uh, the let goal. Him spring just off launch the back. Him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alicia nice. mentions well. that there are uh, there are uh, uh, head trauma issues in the sport of soccer, um, which is definitely true. You yes. can receive concussion from. Uh, uh, you know, headers. And um, I think when we talk about CTE, uh, the thing that really, really uh, gets me is not the concussions. It's uh, what the doctors describe as sub concussive hits that have a cumulative right. effect um, right. of, of causing uh, brain damage. And I don't know how much of like heading the ball, how that correlates to a, 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 a a pattern of sub-concussive hits. I don't know how much the brain jostles, and, and maybe it does jostle quite a bit when when you header the ball. Um, but I don't I don't know that it's the same as what happens in American football with these linemen who are 
every down bashing their heads into each other and, and their brain bouncing in, inside their heads. Um, so I don't, I, I like, so for just for personal experience, like I, I would never let my kid play American football. Um, my kid does play soccer, right? Soccer. So maybe I, I do have a bias here, right? Where, well, the thing that I let him do, of course I wouldn't let him do if it, it was dangerous, right? Like, <laughs> or I wouldn't let him do it, but um that's that is true like i i feel like i understand the risk in soccer versus like american football and i I feel like it is less while it is definitely still there for sure and some goalies do wear headgear because i think in in that position if you're going to be a effective goalie you are kind of putting yourself in harm's way more often than other players I, I think also the game has changed a bit and some rule changes in soccer have held this, this change of the goal kick rule where you can play to your defenders in the box. The ball doesn't have to go out of the penalty box before anybody can touch it. I think has, has drastically changed playing style because I remember as a kid watching soccer so much of it, you know, the goalkeeper would punt it out or it's a goal kick and then it's people battling to head it and the ball goes up in the air in three or four different headers before someone finally gets it under control. I think there's a combination between better playing surfaces, better skill, and some rule changes that have really knocked the amount of heading in an actual soccer game down significantly from where it was a generation ago, you know, in, in, in most places. I see not it in club soccer, not it's a, a lot better. Still. In yeah. club soccer, it's a lot better. I was really surprised watching my kid play high school soccer this year, how that is very much still a part of high school soccer, yeah. uh, where you have a little bit of a, a maybe a lower floor for, for some of the, the, the your best, your best high school soccer players are not playing high school soccer. Okay. They're all in MLS next where they're not allowed to play high school soccer um, or they're at an Academy somewhere. Um, But uh, in high school soccer, it's very much like that still long ball, long ball punts, punts. And then the ball is in the air half the game. It's very frustrating. Uh, I think at the club level, I've seen much more of a controlled playing from the back type of, uh, you know, effort for most of the club teams at least at least in southern california right all right i don't know i was trying to look through the we kind of have different conversations going on in the chat here with (laughs) football and helmets and cte oh nick is saying that the uh goalie helmets originated in rugby yeah like peter checks that he wore for a long time is just a rugby helmet Yeah, I don't know anything about rugby, which I'm, I'm sure y'all can tell. Right. I, I know it exists, and um, I I know a little bit to be dangerous. There was also a I don't know if I'd call it a push, but there definitely was a trend for a bit of some players starting to wear more of a halo style, not full helmet right. uh, in soccer. Um, I think Taylor Twelman was kind of at the forefront of that because he had concussion problems at the end of his yeah. Kalen Carr career. wore that as well. Oh man, Jason! I just saw I just saw Jason's comment. He said I sound like his dad trying to figure out soccer. I was like, "Listen, Jason, okay, <laughs> that is not an apt comparison." All right, okay, because the offsides rule in soccer is very clear and and understandable. Um, what a scrum is! I mean, nobody 
Nobody knows. I've been online. Um, nobody can explain that. Nobody knows. Literally nobody. <laughs> yeah, so um, there are uh, with with the uh, supporters, the bad teams, um, we have a great opportunity this season because for the first time we will play every single team in the USL. Right. So what we'll get that let me experience ask y'all, with everyone. Is there a certain team that is just a mystery to you that you are really looking forward to seeing the team play either coming here or going there? Um, what, what team that, uh, who's the Enigma team to y'all that, that we're going to finally get to play? Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. I, I'm so I, I have so many different thoughts going through my head of different teams. My my first thing that popped into my head was was Indy Eleven just because of the preseason they had and Jack Blake being there and just it'll be interesting to see. I thought of uh, some highlights I saw of Las Vegas and how they played and a former player over there and I thought, oh, all right, we'll we'll see about that. I think you know, are we gonna? get over the the hurdle with Oakland. Like they have been our nemesis over the last couple of years. Um I, I don't know, the chance to play like a Miami FC who traditionally is is pretty good and 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 see again see how we stack up against a lot more of team the teams across the league or I guess everyone against the league, right? Cuz we play them right. at least once. But really to to see how we stack up and that's also tough because when do you play them? And we have those weird things like, you know, we play Phoenix this Saturday. We play them again in two weeks. We have San Antonio in a similar kind of thing. We got Colorado Springs basically back to back, back, to back games. I think it is back though, to back. Even though we, ha- well, yeah, we have it is. a bye I'm week. Just, I'm there. looking at the schedule right now. It, it's two weeks apart, but it's back to back for loyal. Yeah. Right. Um, I, just because that's if you catch a team, if they catch us at a bad spot or we catch them at a bad spot, that's two quick victories either team can get right off the bat. That might be very different if you played them, you know, spread out uh, along the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how this season plays out. Who was it last year that came in uh, ahead of our U S open game against galaxy and smacked our second team? Uh, Louisville. That sounds like, Louisville. Well, no, I, yeah, it was Louisville. Cause we were resting some players. That's that's who I I want another crack at Louisville because I really felt like uh, that obviously was not our A team on the field and they ran up the score and you know maybe it was to be expected you know we kind of uh, planned for that it was kind of like a planned hey we're gonna we're gonna sacrifice this game so that we can be uh, have our best showing against Galaxy but I'd like to I'd like to have another crack at Louisville and uh, return the favor this year. Yeah, they're a good team. I That game uh, just got away from Loyal, uh, especially late. Um, they're such a good team last season. Um, and, yeah, the game with them is at Louisville. Uh, they've got that new stadium that looks fantastic. Uh, I was going to mention earlier, you mentioned Indy 11. Uh, I've actually been to their stadium uh, back in the old NASL days. Um, speaking of supporter groups that totally get it, uh, there was a 
night of partying with uh, Slaughterhouse mm-hmm. 19 and with uh, Brickyard Battalion. Uh, there's a picture somewhere of me and a group in front of a Kurt Vonnegut mural at like two in the morning. Uh, yeah, it's a whole story. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, that that's definitely another good spot. And they moved out of the big stadium where they were playing and back to the uh, uh, track stadium. Uh, and they've been having big news with uh, their uh, indie park, or I forget exactly what they're calling it, uh, that they are uh, planning on building a stadium. And it's been uh, making progress forward. And the loyal schedule website crashed. Neat. Um, it's because we have such a massive audience right now. Everybody's right. looking at the schedule to participate <laughs> in this conversation. Like, we're just pegging it. Uh, the somebody... servers weren't ready for the lo- locals' lounge. Ryan and Champ mentioned uh, Pittsburgh. That's a team that uh, that team has been around a long time in uh, second division terms. I don't know exactly right. when they were founded, but they had been around a while when I started going to Minnesota games. So uh, respect to them. I've seen pictures of their uh, their stadium. Uh, it's kind of tucked right on the river there. I think it's around 5,000 yeah. or so. It looks really fun. Um I I base a lot of my I'm interested in that away trip or such based on stadiums or you know atmosphere and such. Right. Um, one that unfortunately uh, got torn down a couple years ago was the first soccer specific stadium in the U.S. Uh, before Crew Stadium was a thing, which was Charleston. Uh, I did get the chance years ago to go to that stadium, and they had one of the best pubs attached to it, the Three Lions Pub. Um, fantastic experience there. Another group that uh, I, I presume the regiment's still around and they uh, they still really get it as well. Um, I have rambled on without a really answering your question, though. Um, I don't know if there's a team that is kind of the enigma to me that I really want to see how they match up because most of the teams are relatively known. I'm just looking over the schedule again. I think maybe Tulsa's one that I don't know a lot about. And they no, come they here in a few last weeks. Year. It was very weird that they beat us last year. And I, I would like to write that wrong as well. I feel like that was a game we should have had. It was just a stumble on the road kind of early in the season. Um, I, I, I just want to – I feel like this is like – like the end of the Godfather, right? Like we're just going to go and settle all of the family business this year because, you know, we've got a decent backline now. We've got a new striker. We've got a great new center mid in Joe Corona, who's going to be such a difference maker on the field for us, uh, freeing up Guido from some of those, I think, defensive duties. And so this year we're just going to be settling old scores writing <laughs> thing like it's like in quantum league we're going to set things right that once went wrong so we're going to beat tulsa we're going to beat louisville we're going to uh we're going to beat oakland oakland okay i don't know what the, the sauce is and you know maybe it's just random math like that they've been able to beat us like every time we've played i feel like this year we're going to get oakland and um, yeah, we're gonna uh, just rocket through the league um, and uh, go, you know, undefeated completely. Have loyal I, ever I beaten think... Oakland? <laughs> I'm maybe. I feel like there was a remember. game that. Remember, they they had some problem with their field and like. 
They, oh, that wasn't <laughs> us. That was somebody else. They right. had to cancel a game one time because their field was such a piece of shit. Um, I answered that question. Uh, yes, uh, they did. Loyal beat them at home in 2021. Okay. Mm. It's been a while, though. I, I did think there, of one a lot more of losses in, in there otherwise I, I did think of uh, Colorado Springs because I wonder what excuse they're going to give before they lose to us again this year <laughs> and after they lose and after right and or, they get to do it twice how to delay the game and move it somewhere else oh my goodness <laughs> yeah I don't know um, it was different last year I feel like they were they had um uh, a really potent attack, and then they lost that player. He that player is they lost a couple of players, yeah. So um, not not the same. Uh, Nick uh, wants teams with Kiwis on their roster: Charleston, Tulsa, Colorado Springs. <laughs> well, you get Colorado Springs, um, Tulsa. We played away last year. Are they at home this year? Tulsa's at home them. in. Three or four weeks. Oh, that's the game I don't get to go to because they decided to have it in the afternoon. All right. I, I think we're kind of uh, winding down here, it feels All like. Right. <laughs> yeah, once you start going through, picking through the schedule, um, maybe that's the sign. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, well... Um, Thanks again every, for uh, to Kevin Joseph for joining us in the lounge. Thanks to John Cross for producing the lounge and the Loyal Locals pod. Um, and thank you uh, to everybody in the chat for sticking around with us um, and for uh, being part of the conversation. That really um, is what the lounge is all about. We really want to see as much of that as possible because um, unlike the other pod where we have a, uh, a lot of things we have to get to in this one, we really get to just uh, chat about uh, the thing that we love. And um, we're glad that you know, all joined us and stuck with us. So um, thank you so much. <laughs>